okay, and, and what do we do? As smart human beings, we go, okay, we follow him in, okay? We go, and Justin's like, do we, do we pay him? Do we pay you? Do, like, do we get tickets? And he's just like, no, come, come, come. We're like, okay. So we follow this old Vietnamese man into this abandoned zoo is what it looks like. It was not abandoned. Did you see any other human beings there? No, 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 I you did not. Also, I will get to the sketchy part of the animals literally being free in there. Okay, we walk in. First thing you hear is three, two, one. Ah, I just hit my face. <laughs> what in the world? That's pretty funny. Anyways, we're on here with uh, Joanna Johnson. No, that's not who I am anymore. Joanna, oh yeah, my bad. <gasps> Tell us who you are. I'm Joanna Sacatropez, a new woman, married. Who am I? <laughs> I still see myself as Joanna Johnson sometimes. It just had a ring to it. But this one has a ring to it. Oh! <laughs> and she's already off to a great start, everybody. That was genius. Wow. Sorry. Wow. That you're was, off to a great start. That was that was so funny. Man. I just thought of that poem. I would be dying right now. Yeah, you would be. <laughs> um, what tell me about yourself. How do we know each other, Joanna? Whoa. I think how do we know each other? Um obviously from Harbor. I think I think I first met you in 2017, 18. 2000 i do not remember our first interaction you don't no i literally do not remember the first interaction i ever had with you all right i gotta take over then okay 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 so you're just rookie first time (laughs) first time podcaster you don't know so we were at community group and you were watching all the kids (gasps) oh my god it was tony was a baby tony was a baby oh yeah you guys were at mehana Tonu was a baby. Well, he was a baby. He was a big baby. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yep, I was babysitting the kids. The, but the community group was at your house, right? Or was it at Jen's house? No, it was at Jen's house. It was at Jen's house. Yep. Right. Yep. I remember that. Okay. And then I got to know you and Leah a lot when we went to Vietnam and Japan. And there's somewhere else we stopped. Thailand. Yeah, we stopped at Thailand. Yep. Japan, Thailand, Vietnam. Um. That was a super fun trip. Had a lot of fun. Christian was making bun mies at 7 a.m. on the table inside the lobby. Was it? Yeah, you were. <laughs> you definitely were. <laughs> that was those were good times. I was making bun mies. And you were the <laughs> we did the hula hoop one. You're like, make him go through the hula hoop. Make him go. Yeah, we did do the hula hoop. Um I, I like that trip. That was a fun one. The Indian man. That was you. Tell tell him the story. So the whole trip, I guess, people in Vietnam do not know of Samoan people or any Polynesian people. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) I don't want to be so gentle. I don't want to say like people in Vietnam don't know Samoan people. (laughs) No, but I'm just saying people in Vietnam aren't used to, I guess you could say, Polynesian people because there's not a lot of Polynesian people in Vietnam. Like, that's just what it is. And so um, Christian came rolling around. They called him the Indian man and not not a Native American Indian, but a Asian Indian, right? That's Asia. Yeah, yeah. They, they, Asia. Well, they, they, I don't know if it's... I, I don't know. I'm not a geographer or geo, geo, I don't know. Geographer. What. Yeah. 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 
You're not that. I'm not that. You're not okay. that. Okay. <laughs> so the funny part about all of that was that when they said, I said, oh, man, like the kids that were calling me Indian. Yes. Um, They told me that they didn't like Indian people. <laughs> right. I was like, yo, they, that's, that's messed up, kids. <laughs> that's messed up. They called him the fat Indian man. That was Christian in Vietnam. The fat Indian. That's what they called me? <laughs> like, I literally call, did not literally know that. They literally called you that. <laughs> that was the best part. They, they called me the fat Indian man, Joanna? Yeah, that's why they wanted you to go through the hula hoop, because they knew you wouldn't fit. <laughs> get off the show. Okay, we're done here. Get out. You've come a long way. Bro, get out. Home gym downstairs. Home gym downstairs. I'm bigger. <laughs> that's the best part. Either the best or the worst. Yeah. I think it's the best. I had a home gym. <laughs> that pull my use every day. Hold on. I had a, I have a home gym, and I still gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> and not the good gains, if you know what I'm talking oh, about. <laughs> man, I, just not not any good gains. Like I got weaker and and oh, bigger over no. the last five years. I've owned a home gym. I got bigger and weaker. Hey, that home gym, it's legit. <laughs> Did you get the mirrors up? No. Oh, I was hoping you would. Didn't you take the mirrors? I, it was too big for my car. So there was these mirrors. That, what? They were the too harbor big. mirrors. Yeah, the harbor mirrors. Harbor West Oahu yes. had mirrors. Yes, we were getting rid of mirrors. And then I was going to take them. When I showed up, they were massive. They were massive. I couldn't fit them in my car. I said, I'll be back. I never came back. Oh, no. So we just threw them away? I think so. Dang. That was yeah. that was a waste. So tell me about um, where you're from. Where are you from? Uh, born and raised in Hawaii. Um, from Milani Town, streets of Millville, as I like to call them. <laughs> Pomai hates when I say that. Um, By the way, I just want to say, like, you're the only person I ever heard call it Millville. Everybody calls it, anybody from Milani calls it Millville back in the day. I don't know if they still do it now. Oh, I don't, back in the day, you're like 25. I am. That's old. I'm getting up there. But I don't know if anybody calls it that now. It's been a hot minute since I lived in Milani. But born and raised in Milani, um, went to Hanalani schools. Nobody ever, nobody ever heard of Millville and nobody ever heard of Hanalani. Stop. Stop. We're, we're a small school, but breed a lot of talented people. <laughs> Besides yourself, like who? Like who? Mackenzie Milton. Milani. He went to Hanalani. For like? His whole life until whatever grade he left. Well, Mackenzie Milton confirmed that because the last I checked, he was at Milani playing quarterback and yeah, balling out. after Hanalani. Everybody starts out at Hanalani. I'm trying to think of who else. Sarah? Sarah Leva. Isaac Leva. They were bad. They were bad. They were bad. They're from Hanalani. Who else? Jennifer and Keone Haole. Oh, oh snap. Hanalani graduates, class of 2005. Dude, I didn't know. I didn't know that they were legends. Oh, did Hires talk about them? Yeah, he said that they were ballers. Those are his, that's his pride and joy right there. Those two. Really? Yep. He coached oh. both of them. Hires has literally coached every single female basketball player probably since like the late 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I, I, I like the way that that's like, that's like, um, you're kind of acknowledging like him and saying how amazing he is and at the same time insulting him at the same time yeah 
That's just how it works. <laughs> By calling him old. That's just you how called it works. him old. Hey, I've known hires many years. Ah. Got on many trips. Dude, I never thought I would be 25 years old still going on trips with hires for Hanalani schools, but here I am going on trips. That's how in trouble they are. I wouldn't say in trouble. I would say that's how blessed they are. Okay. I want to talk about what it was like going to, to Hanalani for you. But last year I mm-hmm. found out that one of our youth from one of our youth girls who went to Hanalani that she was like, oh, do you know a, a girl, a lady named Joanna? And I said, yeah, why? She said, well, she's going to be a chaperone for me on my trip. I said, oh, my goodness. That was the Absolutely best Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so I went to Hanalani my entire life. I went, I started when I was in the second grade. My mother homeschooled us. Obviously, that didn't go a long way. With my sister, she homeschooled my sister until she was in fourth grade. Me, only until I was in second grade. And my brother didn't even try. Threw him in at preschool. Um, so I was at Hanalani from second grade all the way through 12th grade. Graduated from there. Um, went to school. I went to Azusa for a year. Transferred back home to help out with my mom. So I went to UH. And then I started coaching. Or I guess helping. Helping out coaching girls varsity basketball in the 2018 through 2019 season. Um, so after you left, they won state? <laughs> yes. I didn't leave by choice. I left forcefully. Okay. Forcefully. There's a difference. <laughs> they forced you. Okay, wait. What was it like? What was it like for you going to Hanalani? Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. Okay, well, I mean, everybody has pros and cons where they go. I loved it. Then again, that's all I knew was Hanalani. Um, but I loved it. Small school. Of course, it has its rules, things that are annoying. You couldn't go to concerts. Couldn't go to proms. You couldn't go to concerts? Couldn't go to concerts. Justin Bieber came in like 2000 and what was that, 2012? Couldn't go to that. Well, good. He's Bro, it's my one time to see. I don't think he's ever been back since then. Really? I really don't think so. Man. Anyways, couldn't do that. Couldn't do a lot of things. Right, your skirt's gotta touch your knees. Although I be seeing girls walking around that campus and their skirts and their shorts do not be touching their knees. So I was like, I think Hanalani's changed some rules. But back in my day, those skirts had to touch the knees. A lot of rules. Long story short, I loved it. I love the small community feel of it. I love how people feel like family. Even like when you graduate from Hanalani, your classmates or still feel like family, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you, that's like a common connector. If somebody's like, oh, I went to Hanalani, you're, you're instantly like, oh, okay, I know how you are. So I loved it. It was a good school. Obviously, I wouldn't love, or I, I wouldn't send my daughter there or be coaching there still if I didn't love it. Yeah, so you're doing that. Because uh, I got to speak at Hanalani a couple weeks ago. Right, super exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. And well, because I know a bunch of you guys are from Ahanalani. Right. And so for me, I think the thing that shocked me the most was uh, the community of it. Because yes. you hear, like, you just hear about Hanalani and it's strict and it's, it's Christian. Right. It's a Christian education, but there's also like a lot of rules that go into it. Um, or especially from before, right? That's what people say. Mm-hmm. But I was really shocked at how tight knit the community is. Yeah. Like how tight knit they are, how much uh, they kind of look out for each other. And for sure. Like a lot of the people that were teaching or coaching, they went there and they came back. Yeah. Like they really like wanted to give back to the school. Yep. There's a lot of the teachers there said that too. Oh, yeah. A lot of teachers yeah. were former students. Um, and I think that says a lot, right? 
any, I feel like anybody you talk to or meet, you know, that went to Hanalani is going to have something bad to say, but it's just, it's just complaining about stupid things that you might've gone through, like stupid rules that you think they had when you were a kid growing up. But what kind of stupid rules? I couldn't have piercings in my nose. <laughs> That's a stupid rule. <laughs> Is that a stupid well, rule? Well, I mean, I guess as a high schooler, you don't necessarily need a nose piercing. But stupid. Okay, concerts. I think that was a stupid rule. I'm like, if kids want to go to a concert, let a kid. Like, it's dumb to tell a kid you can't do this outside of school. But whatever. It was a rule. I followed it. It was. Did you follow it? Was. it? Yeah. I mean, I didn't. You follow the rules. I followed the rules because I had parents that made me follow the rules. If you don't have parents that don't make you follow the rules, then people be doing whatever they want. Yeah. What yeah. was that like for you, though, growing up? Because I think a lot of people that I talked to, like before, mm-hmm. talk about being in a strict in a strict family. Because I feel like I had a strict uh, upbringing with my mom and dad. Yeah. But I didn't go to Christian school. Oh, so, yeah. So I, did, so I didn't feel like um, the way. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like that at all. Like I, Like, I couldn't go out. My my parents had rules, and it was always like I knew they was kind of looking out for me. Yeah. But I don't. But I don't know like if the people that I've talked to who grew up in like stricter Christian homes, right, went to Christian school. If they felt they don't feel the same way I felt. Right. You know. I mean, looking back, I definitely think it was like the best thing ever. I'm like, I had amazing parents. Like now, looking back, I'm like, I had amazing parents who were looking out for me. Um, but like living in it, like being in it, you feel like like you're so sheltered and you like have no freedom and like, you're just, I don't know how to like, yeah. Like you just, you don't, you don't know what's going on outside, you know? Like, so I think a good example of it is you, you live in the world you live in. Right. So I lived in the world I lived in, which was Christian home, not super strict, but strict parents go to church every Sunday, right. Being involved in ministries, different things, going to school at Hanalani, learning about Jesus in the Bible, great things. But then I graduated, I turned 18, I went to college and was like, oh my God, I can do whatever I want. And then you just go wild. And I think you can avoid, I think a lot of kids who maybe not that, I'm not saying like exposure in a bad way, but just being aware of things in the world might have prepared me a little bit better instead of just going in blind, being like, this is freedom. I can do all of these bad things. When in reality, you know what I mean? Being sheltered, you just don't see it. So then when you do get into it, it's like this big thing Mm. versus I think if you're exposed to it or like at least aware and learning about it um, as you grow up, I'm sure it was not the same for you, right? Because I'm sure you were exposed to all that in high school. So by the time you went to college, it wasn't like, oh my God, there's no rules. I can do whatever I want because you could probably have more freedom. Yeah, I, I I think I did. But a lot of the freedoms that I did have like was with my parents, like mm, with my family. Yeah, We kind of pushed the rules a little bit. You know, like, yeah. like meaning like, so I knew some limits. Like when I went to college, all I heard was my dad's voice. Like all I heard was his voice um, in my head. Yeah. Like, don't do that, bro. Like I, I was worried about my mom and dad. Yeah. Finding out if I did anything bad. So I'm like, oh, I don't so want to do funny. that. So like it literally drove me to go to church. It drove me to like get involved. Like, yeah, I remember um, going to like a club with my friends, my teammates. Yeah, because I was in the middle of nowhere. So like you just go right. Tennessee, right? Yeah, Tennessee at first and then Indiana. But I, like I remember in Tennessee just going to a club and then like staying out all night. I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm just hanging with my friends, yeah. like just hanging out. Some of them were bouncers. So I'm just hanging out and 
And uh, I go to the club, hang out, and then I'm dead tired. And in my mind, I'm like, I got to go to church. <laughs> I would walk into all kinds of random good. churches just to go to church. So I, I, I feel like the the world wasn't as enticing yeah. to me. But a lot of it was because my parents didn't just tell me, like, the world is, like, bad and it's evil. Like, they were like, the world is stupid. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, like. The idea of throwing a ball in a cup and have to drink that dirty <laughs> beer, Natty Light, that yeah. is ridiculous. So, like, when I oh saw it, God. I was like, that's so dumb. Why are they doing this? Right. Why are they doing this? So, like, it wasn't enticing to me, even right. though, like, yeah, there are times when I participate in things, like, whatever. But For sure. But it wasn't like I, I like, uh, went all in. Like, in the back of my mind, it was like, get to church, yeah. read your Bible, study, yeah. get involved. And so much so that, like, one time... I accidentally was in a car where people might have been smoking some suspect accidentally. things. Accidentally. Accident. Like I was accident. Like literally I needed a ride home. I hopped in these guys' car <laughs> and they started smoking stuff. And I didn't know about that you could, that it could affect you. I, yeah. just, I was ignorant. Like I didn't know. And so like I was affected and I literally just cried because I was, because <laughs> I caught a second hand, you know, a second hand flight, a so second hand flight. And I was sitting at my computer, ready to FaceTime my dad, oh, just crying no. like I accidentally hit cloud nine. Yes, I accidentally like it was bad. Like I was just such a so it wasn't like I wasn't oh, like no. uh, out there. Maybe I acted like I was, but I wasn't like right. in the back of my mind. I was like, this is ridiculous. So, you know, like you weren't wilding out. Mm -hmm. Okay, but the real question were you were you were you doing? Were you doing bad things before you went to college, before you moved out and went away? No. Okay. See, that's well, my well, thing. Not, not doing bad things. I was still a messed up person. Like, right. I was still like, there are things that I wasn't telling like, the truth I, about. Like, there were kids in my school that were like drinking and going to parties in high school. And I like never even was exposed to any of that. Are you sure you go rat on your, your, your classmates now? I mean, you don't know who they are. Go look up the yearbook, Hongwei Schools class in 2016. There's like 20 names. of you guys. To, there's like 40. There's 20 of you guys to look. <laughs> there's like 45. <laughs> who, who are you hanging out with? So every, also, your circle of friends, right? Now I, we I know. Everybody say knows my already. circle of friends. Okay. I'm just saying there's people I went to school with. But, anyways, I. Joanna is telling on everybody tonight. <laughs> snitches get stitches. <laughs> I. Continue, continue. But I, I like, I feel because I wasn't exposed to that in high school. I never drank or went to parties in high school. But then when I went to college, it was like, oh my god, this exists like the movies. And then I just went crazy and you know wild and was like, oh, I can be free and do whatever I want. When in reality, that was probably very. I mean, not probably. It was very wrong. But I think because I was so sheltered, it felt like freedom mm -hmm. when really it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And then when did you kind of realize like, oh man, I don't, I don't know if that was like, I don't know if that was uh, as life giving as I thought it would be. Like, was that, was that while in college? So like I had a season of my life in college where I was just like doing whatever. Right. And it was, it was a period of six months though. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? It. This ain't, yeah, this yeah. is bad. Like, I don't want to live like this or, yeah, you know. I felt like it came in like phases. Like when I went, when I first went to college, I was obviously away. I was at Azusa in California, um, a, cr a Christian school, a Christian school 
It was great. It, I mean, honestly, it was great. Like our chapels, we were forced to go to chapel, but I still enjoyed them. Um, speakers were great. Worship at chapel was always great. And I think it was a really great environment to grow as a Christian. But if you're not looking to grow as a Christian, you're not going to. If you're looking for parties, if you're looking for things to do like that, you're going to find it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I think for me, like, when I first went, it was like freedom, freedom, freedom. So I like did all those things like partied, whatever. And then it kind of like faded. Cause it's kind of like, okay, like that, that was, you know, like it kind of dies out. You get sick of it, not sick of it, but like, you know, you get bored. You're like, Oh, whatever. It's the same thing over and over again. Um, and then, you know, you kind of get back into it again. And then I moved back home and then it's like, Oh, this is the Hawaii party life that I never saw before. Okay. Don't tell me you haven't been district. No, I no. No, never. No. Okay, that was like my no. first like nightclub I've ever went to was District Nightclub, in Alamoana, and you go there and you're just like, in shock, right? Like I'm like I've never been to a nightclub before, and then I went there and I was like, what the heck is going on here? Um, so I think it's like like you said, like phases, right? Like you like you're kind of like into it, and then like maybe you like get back into the Bible and everything, and then you fade away from it. So I think it comes in phases or used to come in phases and then you learn to grow out of it. And then you Mm -hmm. get in your Bible more, you mature more and you're like, okay, this is literally pointless and stupid. Like your dad said, just stupid. Why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. So what, like, what was it like then for you? Cause I, cause you grew up in a Christian kind of Christian bubble seems like. Right. Yeah. So you had a lot of Christians around you. My dad was a pastor. Your dad was a pastor. I want to talk about that later, but yeah. your dad was a pastor. But what was it like for you growing up in a Christian bubble? Because I imagine when you're living like that mm-hmm. and a lot of people around you are Christians, mm-hmm. um, they're probably talking to you or they're probably, do they see like, okay, Joanna's like living it up <laughs> and they're like, you know, we got to talk to her. Like, what were the conversations like with, with people? Uh, I. So this is the thing. I think when I was for lack of a better term, living in my sin, I I was very good at hiding it from the right people. Mm. Um you know, like obviously my probably my close the person who's closest to me and knows everything about me is my sister. And she's a legend, by the way. Stop. She's, she's a legend. She's the best. And even her, I was very good at hiding things from her. I think I was very, like I said, I was very good at hiding the bad things from the people I knew who would call me out on it um, to avoid those conversations. And then just, you know, whoever I thought would be on board with it. And then it's just, I was open about it. I would literally go on. I was so young. I was probably like 19, right? 19, 20. I would go on my Instagram before I posted like a story of me going out and I would like block everybody that I knew from viewing it. I was like, yeah, you can't be, this is before close friends existed. So I would just go out and block all these people and then be like, okay, post whatever the things I did. Wow. I told you like the things you can do with technology. You would probably be like shocked. You think? I would literally. So I used to share my, I had my location shared with like my sister, my mom, my brother. If I wanted to go out, Okay, which also is like I was an adult, but then again, I still lived under my mom's roof, so <laughs> lived by her rules. If I like wanted to go out, all I would have to do is change my location. So you go on your phone to settings, 
says where it's pulling the location from. And I would change it to pull a location from my iPad, leave my iPad at home, leave home. And it doesn't track your phone. It's now tracking my iPad. Bro, what in the world? Genius, what right? Is the world? <laughs> you would never know. <laughs> this just seems like so much work. It really wasn't. If I, I'm pretty sure I could do it right don't now. Don't do it right now. We don't right got time now. for that. Don't do that. It's too funny. Why are you teaching these kids these things on here, man? Bro, the kids probably know way more than I do. I'm sure there's so much more you can do with your phones nowadays, but let's just say the possibilities are endless. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, don't talk about the possibilities. <laughs> You're a coach now. Remember that. I am. I am a coach. Man. So, okay, so the you were good at hiding. Then what, what was it that, like, what was it that snapped you out of that? Or what was it that God used to draw you back? I got pregnant. <laughs> We're there already. We're there. That's literally what happened. I got knocked up. Okay. That's what happened. Putting it all out there. <laughs> I wasn't even planning on. Okay. Well, we're there. Okay. We're there. That's we're what there. happened. Okay. Literally, I'm out there living my life, partying it up. Okay, I'm working at UFC Gym Y. Kelly. Okay, stop. This is after our mission trip. I think it's like during. <laughs> I was working at UFC like during. And I took off for that week to go to our mission trip in Vietnam. Okay. And I came back. Right. Okay, I'm young. I'm like 19 at this point. Right? Like just Yeah, you were super young. I was yeah, you were super, super young. Because I remember the mission trip. I remember um talking to you about stuff and be like, yes. hey Joanna. Talking about Pomai. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell can you tell everybody what we said about like what we said during that situation? We're trying to encourage you to follow Jesus. Yeah. Right? We're trying to encourage, encourage you to follow me Jesus. to follow Jesus we and were. Christians like drop this guy. Just let go of him. Don't talk to him anymore. And I said, yeah, okay, this is the right thing to do. And I come back home and he texts me and I text him back. Hey. <laughs> one thing led to another. No, I, well, hey, in all honesty, I love Pumai. I love Pumai too. I love too. Pumai. He's my guy. Yep. I wish he would come to my church, but he's not. He's going to Harbor <laughs> West, which is fine. I tell him all the time. Um, even though um, I, you guys are champs going to three services. Anyways, oh that's, that's neither here nor there. Anyways. <laughs> I said at the time, I didn't say drop that guy. You said I, drop him. Yeah, because he wasn't yours at the time, meaning like it wasn't just go, it wasn't working out. You were trying, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, to, you were trying to follow Jesus and and he was uh So parting it up. Yeah, well he was, you know, sweeping you off your feet and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So right I'm working at UFC Jim Y. Kelly, mm -hmm. I am a smoothie girl. All fun. Right? That's what you did. I thought you were a trainer. <laughs> Oh, no, never. I was at first I worked in the daycare because I love kids. Right. You know that about me. I'm like the daycare person for everyone. Um, and then I was the smoothie Joanna, girl. Stop. I swear you gave me the impression that you were a trainer at oh, UFC gym. I was the trainer. Oh, I was the smoothie girl. He was a personal trainer. OK, two different things. And he was getting he was getting his smoothie. <laughs> he, was, he was ordering a lot of smoothies. <laughs> Anyways, we meet. I mean, obviously, I knew him. I met him, right? Because we're all coworkers at a gym. I'm like, do you want to get to the details? Because what happened was we were both at a party for a coworker, and he hit on me. That's how it started. Okay. He will say otherwise. Okay. But I will not. So you guys get together. 
Yes. And then you get pregnant. Then I get pregnant. Okay. Surprise. And then, and then what, like, what, 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 what after that, that kind of. Oh, so then, right. I'm pregnant. I remember I told you in a Starbucks, I was like, Christian, you will not believe. As we were trying to figure out our social media social strategy media. for church. <laughs> Let it be known. I was the admin for Harbor West Oahu at this <laughs> time. <laughs> what? That's Just true. A lot but of we were co we were coworkers. At this point, I'm 20. we were friends and coworkers, and we were yes. mission trip buddies. Like mission all trip buddies. we went, you, right. me, Leah. Right. It was an awesome trip. Japan, Thailand, right. all of it. Super fun. I mean, the Vietnam Zoo. The v oh, I was just telling somebody this story recently. Tell them about the Vietnam Zoo. Oh, you guys will not believe. I was telling. Do you know the twins, Erica and Liz? The blonde twins at Harbor West. Yes, I do know. Right. That. I so do I was telling that. the twins and Kelsey Caudill this story recently because it's such a good story. Okay. If you guys want to hear something crazy, <laughs> let me tell you. This is me, Christian. I think Leah already went home, right? Because she was pregnant at the time. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's me, Christian, Justin, Heejung, Drew. Drew. Yep. Drew. Drew was there. I miss Drew. Drew. And was there anybody else with us? I, I want to say it was just Erica us. and Jake, but they oh, they, oh, they were oh, yes. they were at the water park. No, yeah, but just us went to the yeah, zoo. Just us went to okay. the zoo. Yeah. Right. Oops, I dropped this. Anyways, we go to this zoo. So one of the pastors at in Vietnam, his name is. Oh, I don't know if I want to say that. I don't know if I can say that. His name is. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> just, huh. just want to be careful. Anyways, one of the pastors from, or you know, from the churches that were helping out, we go to this water park for this ministry, VBS, whatever. Um, this pastor tells us, go, go down, you know, follow this trail, and you'll find a zoo. There's a zoo here. I've, well, and he says, I've heard there's a zoo here. He's never even been there, and so we're like, okay, cool. So we follow this like dirt trail. Okay, we're also in, out in the middle of. God knows where in the middle of nowhere. And we follow this dirt trail and we find these like big gates. Everything looks like it's torn down and abandoned. And we're like, this can't be the right place. We're thinking like, oh, this is old. Justin walks up to the gates, like turnstile gates, right? It was like old school. And so Justin walks up and we're all kind of walking up, looking, looking around. And we're like, oh yeah, there's definitely nobody here. This thing is abandoned. And all of a sudden out pops this old Vietnamese man. We're like, and he looks at us. Come, 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 come. come. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't remember that part, but keep going. Yeah, okay. And, and what do we do? As smart human beings, we go, okay, we follow him in. Okay. We go, and Justin's like, do we do we pay him? Do we pay you? Do, like, do we get tickets? And he's just like, no, come, come, come. And we're like, okay. So we follow this old Vietnamese man into this abandoned zoo is what it looks like it was not abandoned did you see any other human beings there no 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 I did. you I did, did not I did. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> also i will get to the sketchy part of the animals literally being free in there okay we walk in first thing you hear is ooh, ooh, ah, ah, zooming monkeys above you okay you're like oh my god these things are not contained at all okay right so you're walking through and you're like okay monkeys whatever they're monkeys you're not scary and you look around you see these birds in this cage and you're like okay and i remember we walked around we walked around that loop and the first thing we stop at <clears throat> is the giant cage yes with a, like tell, a them about this. <coughs> tell them about this joanna 
And it's a giant cage with like a fence. Hold on, I need a drink. <laughs> I can't wait for this story. It's amazing. It's literally like a fence. I don't know what's in my throat. <coughs> like coughing. Sorry. It's the zoo. It's the zoo. We get to this thing, giant cage. There's actually two. One is empty. We look inside. One's empty. We're like, okay, that's weird. We go to the other one. I kid you not, a massive, massive snake. Like, what is it? Like an anaconda or something? It was that huge. Thing it was, was huge. Massive. It was huge. Like, probably like this thick. Like, I kid you not, that thing was thick. <laughs> not thick, thick, but thick. <laughs> <laughs> It was thick. You can just was, say that. It was a big snake. It was, was, a, big, it it was, was a big snake. A big snake. And literally, I kid you not, on the thing, right? The fence, and it has the poles to hold up the fence. On the little fence is this little shaking mouse. <laughs> Do you remember that? That thing is like shaking. And we're looking at it, we're like, oh, that thing's gonna get eaten. And we're just standing there looking at it. Here comes Drew with a stick, and he starts poking that mouse and he pokes it in and the thing eats it the snake eats it christian literally turns to him what do you say do you remember what you said i don't remember what i said you said true you make a horrible sovereign god (laughs) (laughs) did i say that he literally said that i just i remember that so distinctly okay so whatever we're like this is wild right so we keep walking around and then all of a sudden you just see this like i want to say only like maybe nine ten feet tall like pvc glass type of fencing and i'm like what is in there i'm looking it's freaking tigers (laughs) yeah there was the tigers there was like three of them there was like a it was like a look yeah yeah yeah. and justin literally goes oh they can climb out of that if they want and we're like, oh, and they're just staring at us from the inside, just walking, staring, walking. And I'm like, this makes me so uncomfortable. So we keep walking. Okay. Also, at this point, we're like, where did our old Vietnamese tour guide go? He's gone. Yeah, we were by ourselves at that point. He, like, he was gone. Up yeah, he was gone. Yeah, he was gone. Okay, he was gone. We were just so shocked by these like animals that could easily escape. We just did not even notice him disappearing. So we walk around. There's like horses and donkeys that are just like literally out in the open walking around. We're like, okay, cool, whatever. We have we have the footage of this too. Like, Do you really have it? I have like a lot of cell phone. Chris, I need crazy. to see this. I don't think I took anything in there because I was just so in shock. Yeah. And we're just walking around and there's a lot of empty cages too. A lot of things that were empty that we had just assumed, okay, you know, maybe they died. You know, whatever. Anyways, keep walking. This is the good part. We walk around to see this giant open pit it's like pretty massive and it's like one of those pits so like we're up there's a little bit of a ledge and then it drops down into the pit and it's big it's massive and in the back of the pit is almost like those like call them like gladiator doors you know like Mm -hmm. those doors that open up into the cave and there could be an animal in there and we're all looking around like oh like i wonder what's here that thing's empty like it's just empty we're like okay there's nothing here so we're kind of just looking. Christian and Justin are kind of looking. Heej and I are kind of standing around. And Drew takes off his shoe because he's like, I have fire ants in my shoe. He's like, oh, that's oh, right. He has the fire, <laughs> he that's fire right. ants. And so he takes off his shoe and he starts smacking it on the ground like over and over. And he's like, all these fire ants in my shoe. And he's smacking his shoe on the ground. And all of a sudden in the pit stands up 
this massive bear. Okay, <laughs> I am not even lying right now. A bear stands up. Okay, the ledge is probably only to my hip. That thing yeah. is not. I'm like this bear will kill us. And I remember I turned and I said, Drew, stop. Drew, stop. He said, why would I stop? And he looks up and he's like, oh. I was like, yeah, dude, you got to stop. We're going to die. And I think we all like as quickly and as quietly as we could like ran away. We were like, go, go, go. I just remember I was like, I literally thought I was going to die. It was scary. Like I was scared. That thing could easily have killed us. And I literally think that man brought us in there to feed us to his animals. That's not even true. Don't even say that. I think Don't he was trying to that. feed us to his animals. Okay. Anyways, so we quickly, at this point, we all, I think we all agreed we got to get out of there. At this point, all of us were like, no more zoo. We're leaving. This is scary and sketchy. So we all quickly and tried to run through. We get stuck by some more monkeys flinging around above us. Oh, excuse me. Um, I think we get to another snake pit. Open. Open, open snake. That snake was another pit. open yeah. snake pit. That was very disturbing. We're just we're just trying to get out of there at this point. We eventually run around, find our way out. Oh, the open bird cage too. Remember that open bird cage yeah. with like massive yes. birds? Yes. We eventually find our way out alive. Never saw that man again. Ever. Do you remember seeing him? No, he was gone. No. He literally brought us in there to feed his that, animals. That's not true. That's why he said, come in for free. Oh, my goodness. That that trip was unreal. So that was like. That was unreal. Out of all the trips I took, that was the most fun I ever had. That like was maybe, maybe like Leo was all, But remember, I here's what I remember. I remember that that was the first trip that I had to plan. And I, it was during our oh. church renovation. And I planned the Japan portion of the trip a little bit. That was and I, I did outreach to a church and I promised them that we could make, <laughs> we could make shoyu chicken. And the only unfortunate part about trying to make shoyu chicken for a whole bunch of people, we, we caught a family event at night for the church and their kids as an outreach. And we're going to make a Hawaiian staple, a, a local staple in Hawaii, shoyu chicken. The only problem was Christian was I, in charge. That I, was the problem. I wasn't. I was in charge. That was the problem. <laughs> but I had never made shoyu chicken in my life. <laughs> Christian literally go. We go to a store and Justin's like, "Okay, Christian, what what do we need for this shoyu chicken?" This is like the Japanese Costco we're at. It wasn't a Costco, but it was like it. And Christian goes, "Oh, just shoyu and chicken." <laughs> what? <laughs> That is not how you make shoyu chicken. I said, Christian, I was like, so you you have the sugar and the, the ginger? He goes, no, it's shoyu chicken. I got shoyu and chicken. <laughs> I remember that. So bad. So bad. I was like, let me fix this. So I got all the ingredients. I was like, I'm going to whip up. My mom's show you chicken recipe. And you made a lot. I made a, we made everybody. a lot of chicken. But it was basically you and Jake and Erica in the kitchen. In the kitchen. And Leah, whipping it up. And I was like downstairs hanging out. I was like. I took a break. I said, man. Christian, take a picture of me in front of these trains real quick. We took a break. Took a picture in front of the train. Took a picture in front of the train. Yep, we did. Then we went back to cooking. Whip it. it was hot in there. I was sweating. I felt like such a idiot. Cause I had planned this thing and I did it like when I was like, cause none, cause we were traveling. None of us really knew how to make shoyu chicken and literally 
Thank God Joanna was there and she knew how to make year old Johanna could throw down in a kitchen when it came to show you chicken. Bro, you, you know what? I'll say in regards to that, yes, you are Johanna for that on oh, the mission trip. Joe Bro, you made oh my goodness, you came through. Hamma comes in clutch. That was the time you came through. The one time. <laughs> Excuse me. The one time you came through. It's many times. Many, many, many times. But that was that was a top one. Top tier. And I just made that show you chicken like three nights ago. I know it looked good. What did you think when you asked me like what where where's this going that we had the ingredients in? Oh, Christian, I thought you were an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like you reached peak idiot right then and there. I was like, this man did not plan this entire mission trip and chose to make show you chicken with literally show you and chicken. Like no, this is not going to go well. It was so bad. But you remember what happened after that? We had a long night already. Long, long day. Night. We got oh, we got lost. Just, I have never seen Justin so pissed before in my life. <laughs> you know, I still bring that up to this day. I think I, I we talked about it, I, I want to say, a few weeks ago. And I literally was like, hey, Justin, do you, do you remember that night that you were just done? I think me and Erica, I think, were the only people who had cell service like because i have like an international plan on my phone so i had cell connection and she had it and nobody else had connection um and so we were looking up the subway and i think i think i literally told him oh i think it's this one he was like no no no, it's this one and we were just like okay look just follow the leader follow the leader we're just following justin going around everywhere and i think we just got off on like three or four wrong stops and we're just lost and i just remember he goes i'm done and he goes and sits on that bench and he just doesn't talk to anybody. <laughs> just sat there pissed. <laughs> Dude, the funny part was I was such a, I'm so immature that I, all I knew how to do was laugh through it and joke <laughs> around about it. Well, that, that's the thing. He said that he felt so bad because he felt like he was letting people down. I was like, Justin, nobody cares. Like, we're here That was a good fun. crew that we had. That's why we that had a good a, crew. We had a great crew and nobody cared everybody was like we're just going with the flow it's fine getting our steps in but we did make it back eventually but justin was very done with that night yeah. i think he literally we got back to that we were in like an airbnb yeah yeah we were in this like airbnb and i think he just went to his room and was like done he's like i'm done we're like, yeah. okay. anyways that was a long tangent from where we were at that was a long tangent where were we we were at knocked up I got knocked up. Oh yeah, so so that that all happened. You got pregnant. I got and pregnant. So what was that like? Um, what did you think would happen when you got pregnant? Like, what was your <gasps> thoughts? Oh, I had so many thoughts. I don't think I've ever like openly shared this before. I mean, like obviously I've talked to people about mm -hmm. it um, in the moment, but oh, so a little bit of background. At the time, I was going to Harbor by myself. So I started going to Harbor. I've known Justin White, who's our pastor. Um, since I was like in middle school, um, and he was one of my teachers and I've known Jen and Keone since I was in like middle school or elementary school. Um, they were also my teachers. And so I've known them, had relationships with them for a long time. When I came back home from college, Justin had messaged me cause he knew that I babysat a lot of kids and he had asked if I could babysit for community groups. And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. So I was doing that. Um, and when I was doing that, you know, getting to know the parents, the different people at this point, Harbor consisted of what maybe like Harbor West consisted of maybe like 20 adults, if not less. 
pretty pretty tiny at the at yeah, that time. I don't time. remember. I don't remember. Um, I would say yeah, consisted of twenty adults, if not less. Um, and a lot of a lot of kids. There's a lot of kids. But yeah, I remember that. I remember there yeah. being a whole lot of kids. You and Leah Harvard. contributed to those many many That's kids. True. That's true. Yep. Anyways, so I was babysitting for that. Got to know the parents when I was babysitting them, and Jen and Keone and Justin and everybody was like, "You should just come to Harbor. Like, you should just come to our church." At this point, I'm like tagging along with my sister at her church all the way out in Waimanalo just because and i was like okay maybe i'll like come visit a sunday and help out and so i you know went on a sunday um it was like there's literally nobody here besides married people and people with kids and well married people with kids right i was like oh i don't know if this is the right place for me i'm like literally 19 years old and so i went one sunday and i to this day have never left and for some reason I loved it and I stayed and I was like, okay, like this is my church and got connected. Um, and I loved it. Like it was just, it was the best. Um, and so I had been at Harbor now at the, at this point when I got pregnant, I think I'd been at Harbor for two years, probably. Yeah. Two years. Um, and I was on staff as Justin's admin admin assistant, whatever for Harbor West when we were still at the elementary school. And I just remember being like, Oh, like I gotta, I gotta leave churches. Like I gotta go. I was like, I gotta go find like a new hope where I can just sit in the back and nobody's going to know who I am because I was because like, new hope was bigger because yes, yeah, and, and because was it was, small. yes. I'm like, I was looking for some big church where I could just hide. Nobody would know me. And it would just be whatever. And I mean, I do look back and I just, I see God's goodness in that. Like he kept me close. Like I never once thought of like leaving church, like following God was never not an option. And I think that is by God's grace that I, in my sins still never wanted to be far away from him, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm just like, oh no, like, what am I going to do? Like, this is, this is so bad. And and I, for some reason, in my perspective, I thought it was so much worse that I was a Christian that was going to church right on the outside. I looked like I was doing everything right. I was going to school. I was going to church. I was serving in church, was on staff. I was going to community groups, like super involved. I was literally doing all the right things on the outside and you would have never known that I was living in sin. And so I felt like that was so much worse. Like, oh my God, people are going to judge me so much harder because I know better. You know what I mean? Like, because it's not like I wasn't a Christian and I got pregnant and then I got to, you know, came to know the Lord. Like, no, like I have been a Christian this whole time. So I felt like that was so much worse. People are going to judge me more because I should have known better. Um, and so I was just, I was just like, what am I going to do? So first people to know Jen and Keone, obviously I've known them so long and I was with my best friends at their house and they were like, guess what? And so they told them. And of course I'm like crying, like, I'm like, and Keone's laughing. Like he literally thinks this is the funniest thing ever. He's like, your life is over. (laughs) Like he's just cracking up. Um, and then Jen comes over and, you know, emotional Jen, she starts crying too. And we're all crying. Um, and so just, or Keone's like, you you just got to talk to Justin, like, just talk to him. I was like, I know I got to talk to him. Like, I know. So 
at this point, I'm like trying to get the courage to talk to him about it. And I finally do. We get together um, and I tell him what's going on. And I'm just like, hey, this is what's happening. I get it. I'm fired. I'm kicked out. I will go find a new church. (laughs) And he stops me and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, slow it down. He's like, that is that is not how we're going to approach this. And I'm like, you know, a mess. Like, are you sure? Um, and just like the the amount of love and support in conjunction with a push to do what's right and a push to address the sin was nothing I had ever seen or experienced before. Uh, I mean, you know, I came from a background where maybe the Christians around me were a little bit more judgmental, right? So I'm used to that, like, judgment and you did something wrong and slap on your hand and go be in exile because of what you did. Like, that's what I was used to at that point. And so seeing the way that Justin first approached it was super encouraging. Um, And I just specifically remember him saying, because, right, at this point I'm, like, a hot mess, and he said, your, your pregnancy is not the sin here. Like your pregnancy is a gift. Like your child is a gift. Like this is a blessing. Like the sin that brought you there, that's what was wrong. But the pregnancy itself is not a sin. It's a blessing. And I was like, okay. Like just looking at that perspective, I think was super eye opening. Um, so then I was worried. I'm like, okay, like Justin might feel this way, but the rest of the church is probably going to be like, you know, get her out of here. So I was so worried. Um, but no, Justin was great about it. You know, Jen and Keone were great. Like the whole church just like really, really, really showered me with love and supported, Mm -hmm. you know, all I was going through. And so through that, Justin was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to figure it out. Right. Obviously you're pregnant. So what are we going to do? How are we going to pursue redemption and how are we going to make this right? How are we going to address this an issue? Um, and so at this point I'm like, okay, so got Pomai, right? He's my baby daddy. We got to figure this out. What are we going to do? Um, and so obviously Pomai and I were like, we, we want to pursue marriage. Like we want to make this right. We want to do the right thing and build our family and center it around Jesus. So Justin said, okay, I'm on board. Let's do it. Let's have premarital counseling. So we started premarital counseling so that we could get married. And I think, at that time, just with our situation and family lives, Justin thought it was best that you, Christian. Is that how it happened? Yeah. Do the premarital I totally counseling. totally forgot how it happened. Because you and Pomai have very similar backgrounds. I think that's why we ended up going with you. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I, and I think I remember, because at this point, Justin and Pomai were not as close as they are now. Mm-hmm. So I think Justin literally said, I think Pomai is a lot more comfortable with Christian because we had hung out already a few times. Yeah, we were hanging out. You and Pomai yeah. had already hung out. We were living in Kunia, that's you why. We were living in Kunia. We hung Down out. Down the street. Yeah, we hung out. We had our, we had them over for barbecue and, yeah. and all that. Remember, we were, we were having some time with the community right. group. Yep. Yep. That's when coming. we joined community group. Yep. Because um, I guess I just felt like I needed to be in a community group where maybe I was a little bit more supported. Not that my community group didn't support me, but also it was here in Kunia. Like at this point, Pomai is still a little bit 
maybe newer to coming back to church mm-hmm. and new to Harbor in general. He was super new to Harbor. Um, and he felt super comfortable coming out here to our Kenia group cause it was so close and he knew you guys. Um, so we started premarital counseling and we did that for a few months and then we got married. Christian officiated our wedding. I did. I did. Yeah. You're that right. was great. Yeah. That was great. I think it was, you said it was your first one. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are the first ones. It was it, it was cool. So like that whole story, it, it's pretty cool because I remember like <clears throat> the worry that you had about just about the whole situation. And I think that Harbor West did a good job. Justin did a oh, good yeah. job. The whole church, yeah, did a good job of loving you guys. And it's cool to see um, right now. And you can push that back too. There's that thing's tipping over. I just thought I yeah, lean it. it. You can lean it, like pull it out and lean it back. I guess. But the cool part about all of that to me was the, the or the best part about all of it was um, to see you guys. It did. It wasn't like they just forgot like, oh, OK, we're not going to deal with no sin. You don't have no sin to worry about. Yes. They kind of it was like speak the truth in love. So it was like a lot right. of truth, but a lot of love and a lot of care for you guys. Yeah. And the crazy part of it is like fast forward. You're like you, you guys end up getting married. Mm-hmm. Just continue to be faithful in the church. Playing worship, leading ministries, being super involved. Pomai is like unreal, servant hearted. Leading fantasy yeah. leagues at the church. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was talking about. I was talking about the other. I'm just kidding. He is leading live stream ministry. He yeah. took that over from me. Yeah. And Great. and it's funny because it was it was so interesting to see just <laughs> um it was interesting to see because you guys are so young. Yeah, we and were you guys' growth in Christ, like you guys were ahead of where I was at that age. By the time you guys got married, you guys were like <laughs> loving Jesus and all of that. And I think that it's a testament to, like, a lot of times Christians get worried about about sin, like as if God yeah. can't deal with it, and you know, like, but the church didn't freak out. I think that's, that's the best part yes. is they didn't freak out <laughs> about the whole sin situation. They addressed it, right, and had steps for like, okay. And process with you about what redemption exactly. looks like. What does it look like to repent? What does it look like to keep going? Right. And, and to I know that's that important. Right. You're still welcome. You know, yep. you're still welcome. For sure. I, I think that was like super important because it was like the I, I feel like it was the perfect balance of addressing the sin. Right. Because you don't want to just be like, oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Like you don't want to do that. But you also don't want to be like you're horrible, get out, go somewhere else. So I think Harper did the perfect job of addressing the issue. Not the perfect job. Not the perfect, perfect. job. Perfect. That's Jesus. Well, Jesus is showing himself. They did a good job. <laughs> they did a great job. Excellent job. Excellent. I like excellent. Um, of just showcasing. Right. I was so nerdy that I just said that. Why did I say it like that? Excellent. That's ridiculous. Excellent. That's Iolani coming out yeah, of you. That's true. But yeah, I think they did a great job. And yeah, just the church as a mm-hmm. whole in the way that they supported yeah. and um, really just like spoke truth in love. Yeah. So I have I have a question then because you're yeah. raising your kids now. Um, You guys are both raising your kids and you guys, they're kind of taking the same path like Hanalani. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing, you're doing this whole <laughs> thing. Okay. So my okay. question is for you as a parent, like how would you because we always want better for our kids right? right than we experience like even though like i had a great childhood a great like i want i want to do i want to i want to give them that kind of similar thing right i want to i want them to avoid more of the issues that they didn't have right. to do unnecessary things mm-hmm. you know how are you raising your kids uh, what would you tell them you know if they're if they got a little bit of you in them 
Which they do. They, they got Maybe. a lot of me. And one of them's got a lot of me. One of them's got a lot of Pomai. <laughs> don't don't tell us who. We don't want to know. One, yeah, we each have our own. Um, I would say it is hard because I don't want to diminish anything that my parents did for me. But I think when you become a parent, you see a lot of the great things that your parents did, but you also see a lot of the things that you're like, I would never do that with my kid. And I think one of those things being, I did not have a great relationship with my mother when I was living in my sin. And so my dad passed away when I was 15 Mm. and that was super, super hard for me because I was super close with my dad. Like I was daddy's girl, like did everything with him um, and so, and your, and your dad was a pastor. Yeah. He was a pastor and he like, I'm always want to be careful not to like make my dad like, you know, so the way my sister says it is you don't want to glorify the dead, right? I want to glorify God, but I can still talk about how amazing my dad was. So I'm always careful. Like, I don't want to be like, he's the best, you know, like all these things. Oh, uh, uh, uh my dad's the best. <laughs> I mean, my dad is the best, yeah. but you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I always just try to be try to be mindful but i think my dad did an amazing job of showcasing god's love like he like when i think of my dad i completely see why god you know jesus refers to god as his father Mm. like i think my dad was a perfect example of that father like why god you know jesus calls god his father and it's just that 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 relationship that we should have with God is like I see why that's called a father relationship because my dad also had a good job or did a good job of having that father relationship with mm-hmm. us and he showcased God's love to us, um, just taught us everything that we know about the Bible. You know, like he was a pastor and he did a really good job of balancing his work life and his family life and just keeping family at the priority of things. Um, and so I was super close with my dad growing up. And when he passed away, that was like a really difficult point in my life. Um, He had cancer, so he got super sick. And I think having to see that was very difficult. Um, And then just seeing my mom and the way that she handled losing him was difficult. Like, I don't want to judge her because I don't know what it's like to lose a spouse. Like, that's... That's going to be harder than it was for me to lose my father. And I, I understand that. It was hard for me to even think about that for a long time. But now being married, I can see how her losing her spouse was way harder than me losing my dad. And I get it. And she had three kids to still take care of and figure mm-hmm. out life. Um, and so she handled things in ways that I would not have and ways that I didn't appreciate. And that placed a wedge between us for years mm. and looking back, I don't blame my mom for anything, but I, I see ways that I want to be present in my kid's life to help them avoid or being more open about what they're going mm-hmm. through, you know? Yeah. I think like, as a, just even as you're sharing, cause I never really heard you share about that, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm just thinking like how heavy that must have been on your family. Like if your dad really was, your dad was present, your dad was there. Right. I'm sure he loved your mom. and Oh, yeah. Loved your mom, like raised you guys. And your mom is left there to pick up, to kind of pick up the pieces or try her best, right. you know. And especially like it seems like having just an amazing dad, an yeah. amazing husband, 
man, that's like a lot, you know, to lose. Yeah, for sure. And I think looking back to like my mom relied so much on my dad as she should because he was the head of the household. She relied on him for so many things that I think it was very difficult for her to figure out what am I going to do now because now she didn't have him. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was pretty fast, honestly. Like my dad got diagnosed in 2012, probably like spring of 2012. I'm going to say probably like April or May. Um, And I remember the doctor saying like he probably had like five to ten years and I was just like, oh my God, like that's so short. Like how can I time all of this? And then he ended up passing away in August of 2013. So honestly, it was really fast from when he was Mm. diagnosed to when he passed away. Um, Which of course, like, like it has its, not, not the pros and cons, but in a way, right? Like it's sad because it's like you, I had, we had so little time, but I'm glad we didn't have to watch him suffer for longer. Mm. Cause like even the amount of time that he was in the hospital sick and dying was so hard. Like I can't imagine people who have to experience that for years, you know? Mm. Yeah. Man, you were young. I was, I was 15 at the time. Um, my brother was even younger and then my sisters was a little bit older. So we were all going through it. Um, I think, Definitely it made us as siblings a lot closer. Like a lot of things going on with my mom that we didn't understand. We were young, Mm -hmm. but as siblings, like my brother and sister and I, I think became so close because of the experiences that we had to go through together. Mm -hmm. And kind of as, as you, as you kind of grown and became a parent yourself, because you said, it sounded like, like you understand, like the difficulty your mom was under too. Yeah. And so was that, did that relationship, come back around and like strengthened and yeah for sure I know I it's so crazy because I think me getting pregnant to her was the worst and best (laughs) thing that ever happened to her um when I got pregnant she obviously lost it she freaked out okay my mom's Korean let that be known by the way your mom everybody you know the comment everybody says about your mom (laughs) tell me she looks like your sister yeah, like, her and she Hannah looks like, like no, look but she's, like, she could. She looks like she's just one of your sisters. Oh, that's what you Everybody, mean. I did oh. a shoot, so I did a shoot, and I had people on the shoot, and they're like, "I'm like, okay, so this is our contact, this is our connect." Yeah, they're like, "Okay, who's that?" I'm like, "Oh, that's that's our connect," and they're like, "Yeah, that's Joanna's mom." Why does she look like her sister? Like, oh like, she look gosh, like she's like she looks like she is my sister. Yeah, is yeah, what that's you're saying. Oh, I know. Everybody says that. You're gonna give her a bigger head than she already has just kidding that, that's what everybody like literally everyone like i was like you know yeah, what it is it's those korean jeans one number two korean skincare okay Don't that's where it's at bro. i got these products still in my bathroom let because me, of you let me bring all the face masks Don't. face masks Don't. that were out Don't sunscreen every single day you should not walk out of your house if you're not wearing sunscreen. Wait, we're we're on something Sorry. important. Where we're are on we something at? important. Where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, your mom. mom. Yeah, yeah. How, dude, <laughs> you, you getting pregnant? You said it was one one of the best things. Oh yes. Um, she freaked out. My mother's Korean. Okay, literally immigrated to America from Korea when she married my dad. So she is pretty Korean to the core. Um, and so she obviously lost it. Like, oh my God, how dare, like that was the worst thing that could have ever happened to her. She was like, oh my God, no. Um, and there was a lot of back and forth, um, between me and her. 
Pawai and I were <clears throat> blessed enough to be able to somehow as poor as we were afford our own place. So we weren't living with her. We had our own apartment, a little tiny one bedroom, one bath apartment. And throughout my pregnancy, my mother obviously was upset, but made an effort. Um, and I think what was important to her was seeing that we were pursuing redemption and pursuing doing the right thing, um, right with our church, with our pastors, um, and pursuing marriage. And so she, she knew we were pursuing the right things. She wanted to kind of help as much as she could. So, you know, we were talking more, had a, had a sit down, right? Everybody has to have that sit down or me and her and Pomai, we had one big sit down and everything blows up, but then everything resolves at the end. One of those good old talks, um, and you know, she slowly started making effort. She would cook for me all the time whenever I was craving anything. I craved a lot of Korean food when I was pregnant. So she was making me chop che, miyakguk, dakguk, all these Korean foods. Meat jun? Meat jun? Was she meat making you meat jun? Meat is local Korean. She was making pomai meat jun. Pomai eat meat jun? <clears throat> yeah. I, I eat meat jun. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about gains already. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hate me. Wow. Wow, we got to loop around to that. That was just to engage the audience, Joanna. Well, it wasn't meant to be something that you come tease me about. Sure, they're engaged now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so I, the, our relationship definitely grew a lot more and a lot better mm-hmm. um, throughout my pregnancy. And then I gave birth and her world as she knew it was over because her new favorite person in the entire world was born if you know if you know my mother and you know my firstborn child you know that they are they are best friends like two peas in a pod um so yeah once i gave birth my mom was like oh my god my baby's here and she was just all over her all day every day to this day my mom still asks for her to sleep over can she sleep in my bed tonight can she sleep with me like they are best friends. Mm-hmm. My mom has probably never been happier than with my daughter. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so what would you, because you've you gone through so much already. Like like, like I was saying, this, this is happening between the ages of 15 and 20, 20. A lot of this stuff that you're talking about is happening. Yeah, I gave birth. That's a lot. When I was 21. So yeah, 15 through 21. 21, yeah. This is all going down. That's six years. That's only six years. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a short amount of time. I never even thought about that. Yeah, that that that's a short amount of time to go through a lot of stuff really fast. Like yeah. a lot of big life changing things. Yeah. You you did graduation, go to college, come back from college. Yeah. Pregnant, like doing a lot of things. New church, right? Like yeah. Strained relationship, and then new relationship. Right. That's a lot of stuff. It's been exhausting. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I like have never even thought about that. Like I didn't even realize it's only been like a six year span that that all happened. That's really crazy when I think about it. Yeah. Like I wonder if, cause you lived the whole life at that point. Like yeah. even when you went to college, like you had, you had lived through so much stuff. I'm wondering if a lot of what came out of that was like just processing, just like, yeah. dude, I don't know how to process the things I'm feeling, you know, like, right. You know? Right. I think like it's, it shakes up your family enough when you lose, right, like the literal head of your household. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, I think my 
my mom was grieving in her own way and trying to figure things out in her own way. Um, and in that, I think there was a lot of things that she maybe be wasn't able to pay attention to because she was focusing mm-hmm. on her own grief and, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things. So I think it just left a lot of room for me to like have to figure it out on my own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. And, you know, to come full circle, I think that's something that I like don't want to have to have my kids go through. I don't want them to have to figure it out on their own. I mean, sometimes you do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to figure it out on your own because you're so stubborn and you won't listen. I've yeah. definitely been there, but I don't want them to have to figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. I want to be there for my kids and I want to lovingly reprimand them when they need to be, you mm-hmm. know, and just showing them God's love, but also God's truth. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. A lot of people talk about God's love. But not a lot of people want to talk about God's truth. Yeah, don't don't do that. No, nope. those gotta go in conjunction with each other. Mm-hmm. So, what advice you would give yourself, kind of like young you, going through everything that you went through? Like, oh. if you could talk to yourself, what would you tell yourself? Oh, I don't know. If I could go back and tell myself something, don't talk to that personal trainer at the gym. I'm just kidding. Brother. <laughs> Why I need you to come on here and tell your story, bro. I need you you to come tell your side of the story, bro. (laughs) You don't want to hear his side of the story. I want Pumai's side of the story, though. After this, everybody wants Pumai's side of the story. No, I would say if I could go back and say anything to myself, I would probably. Hmm. Probably encourage myself to do what's right and to not chase after what I want. I think a lot of the times I chase after what I want and not what is right and what God truly wants for my life. Right. Like I feel like Jonah, (laughs) like Jonah, but Joanna just chasing after whatever (laughs) I want. (laughs) Joanna. Joanna. And I think, I think that, I'll just put it this way. I think I've been very, very, very blessed in my life. And I look back and I could have easily been another local girl in Hawaii who got knocked up and baby daddy's gone and I just have a kid on my own. But I think God truly showed his grace, his mercy and his redemption in that I married, have two kids, like two amazing kids, have a home, have a family, you know, sending my daughter to Hanalani, having good jobs. My husband and I both have amazing jobs. Like God has shown his provisions and he has done nothing but bless us when we were literally spitting on his face in sin. And I think that is a huge, huge, huge testament to who God is. You know, like I think about that all the time. Like when my kids make a mistake, Sometimes I'm having a bad day and Malia dumps milk all over the floor. It's an accident, but that accident's real annoying in the moment. I'm sure you know, especially when you got to be somewhere in like 10 minutes and you're like, this is not what I need. And my instinct is to snap and be like, what are you doing? Like, why did you do this? 
But like thinking about that, like we do so much and God doesn't scream at us all the time. You know, like he doesn't demean us. Like, how could you make that mistake? You're so stupid. Like, not only does he not do that, but he like outpours blessings. And to me, that's crazy, right? It's crazy Mm -hmm. to think that when we are spitting on his face, he still continues to be like, here's literally gifts for you, even though you're destroying my name, you know? And so I think that's really encouraging because I just feel like there was so much we did wrong, but he just outpoured blessings on our family. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are definitely blessed and definitely see God's kind of hand and sovereignty and all of it. Like the advice, right? Like I was one of those that was like, don't do it, Joanna. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Matter of fact, I might have told young Joanna, don't, don't chase after the, the don't brown chase boy. after the things that you want at the same time, right? It yeah. just shows you like what we know, because God is sovereign. God's in control. And his plan for you was better than anything else. And oh yeah. And his plan was better than anything that we could see. And I think that that's another thing I would encourage people like, not don't continue in your sin. Yeah. Don't don't do any of that. Say no to it at the uh, and, and and yet, man. God is good enough. Like God is so good. Right. He is so awesome that if if he can do this for you at your worst moments, then God, God yes. then you you know that God's always going to be there. I, I think of that passage. I always quote it for at, at the right time, uh, Christ died for the ungodly for one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for mm. a good person, one might dare even to die. But God yeah. showed his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ, Christ died, died for us. us. Yep. You know, like I think about that and I go, that's that's the gospel. That's how, that's what makes it good news, you know. And right. I, and as someone who's got to witness just your your growth, and like Pomai's growth mm-hmm. and your growth as a family, and I'm just talking about your growth as like spiritually, um, you guys' careers, like yeah. you guys are like doing great. You guys on your your home, you your home, you amazing family, and I just see like, man, if you could. Going back to Joanna, I think if I if I could talk to Joanna again at in hindsight with yeah. in Japan again at that <laughs> restaurant in the in wherever yeah. we were, I would have said, "Man, like God's got a beautiful story written for you." Yeah, you know, like God's for got sure. amazing things planned for you. Yeah, and it's true. Like it's not fake; it's real. Like it's yeah. really true. You know, right? For sure. I think like a part of our story that is super cool that I think about all the time. My sister brought this up and she was like, my, for background, my sister is, my older sister is that type one or type A, like just good, goody two shoes. She follows the rules. She does everything. And goody two shoes. That is Hannah. Come on. Hannah's goody two shoes. She follows the rules. Hannah, I'm going to need you to come on here and tell your story. We might have to zoom you in from Korea, but we will do that. Oh, that would be so fun. Um, but anyways, I remember her saying, "It's a, it's, to her, it was a test. She said, it's a testament to see God working because you do everything wrong and yet you're blessed, which proves that it's not you and that it's God. And I think that's so true. Like, like we, we you know, we're living in sin, all these things and God has blessed us. And that truly shows it was not by our works that we have what we have today. It mm-hmm. was not by our works that we were blessed with, you know, a great marriage, mm-hmm. a home, like beautiful kids, you know, family. I think the biggest thing though, is he's drawn you closer every single time. Right. Like exactly. you guys are like serving faithfully. Like that's crazy. 
from why work. is that crazy well because <laughs> because when you're 19 you're just wilding out that's why right right and i think you you and leah have been hu- a huge part of that right i mean you guys were you guys were going through it with us in premarital just letting us see what a christ-centered marriage looked like and i think that was huge to us and just knowing like okay like this is this is going to be how we're going to operate. Mm-hmm. You know, we- I love premarital with you guys, by the way. You know that why? Was the best. You know why? Because it was so it was real. real. <laughs> it like, was, it was real. like, no, it was like literally like y'all come scrambling in. And I'm like, hold on, hold, hold oh, on. Yeah. Just stop. Okay, just stop. <laughs> I would come in Our crying. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> Those are good times. Those Dude, but I felt times. like, man, like for Leah and I, like you guys are, it's so funny because you have Hawaii, you guys are like our people. Yeah. Like, you know, like we got, you got a lot of people in the church and a lot of awesome people, amazing people. And there's, there's church people and then there's people in the church, you know, they're just like, (laughs) how'd they get here? You know what I mean? Like, and you guys are like, I feel like we were like that. Like, how'd we get here? What we just did. And then look at you guys. I was like, bro, how did they get in this? Oh my gosh. No, but you, you and Leah were just a huge part. And I think God, God truly used you guys to teach us and to bless us. So we're thankful for that. Oh, I'm thankful for you guys. I feel like, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff. I, I, I'm really, I really wanted to get this one before I went to the Philippines. I was like, bro, <laughs> I gotta get Joanna on here. Gotta get the hammer. Gotta get the Joe hammer. Dude, uh, hires called you Joe mallet. So bruh, hires called me a lot of things, but that don't make it true. Joe Mallet, though. I was like, bro, that's so disrespectful. Oh, my calls me Joe Nail. <laughs> He's like, she's not the hammer. <laughs> Why are you making Joe that Nail. Face? You're just a pushover. I am not. No, you're not. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're not that. You, I am you can't not. Be, uh, like, I wish you were a little bit of a pushover, but you're just kind of not. <laughs> I'm Korean. We stand Ooh. our ground. Like, a little too much. And I'm like, just calm down, girl. Just calm down. Do you remember? <laughs> I can't talk about I try to fight everybody. I, I can't I talk mean. about church group text messages. I can't do this. Do you oh. remember? Hold on. Let me oh. just. Okay, I'm not gonna talk about what church. I'm not gonna talk about anything. No. But here, here's I what I will say. Many churches, so no. you don't know what church okay. it is. Here's what I will say. There was one time during the the counseling era, like right after it, when um, I was at another church and you were at another church, and I was like, we weren't at the same church. Mm-hmm. And Joanna calls me, and I, I see something going down. Joanna calls me. I'm like. All right, John, I'm about to go into a meeting, but let me yeah. just say this: like, just don't do, don't do anything. Don't send a text message. Can don't I respond. just side note? Yes. That if you have a church, do not start an all church group chat. <laughs> that. Yes. that is a bad idea. That is problems asking to happen. Okay, so do not start a group chat with that, the entire church. Yeah, don't do that with the entire church. No group chats. Um. So here's what happened. Right. Here's here's what happened. I tell you, Joanna, you call me up. You're like, I need advice. I'm getting a little emotional. I said, hold on, calm down. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything right now. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I won't respond. I said, don't do anything. <laughs> I said, I won't. Don't do anything. And then I jump in my meeting. Yep. Then. Pretty sure it was a fast meeting. Right too. after I'm done with my meeting, I call you up and you go, I responded. <laughs> I have to just turn it off. <laughs> You should have known how well I listened to your advice when I got pregnant. Bruh, that should have been <laughs> that should have been key enough. Joanna, you didn't listen at all. I didn't listen at all. <laughs> I looked at the timestamp. You literally called right after I told you not to. <laughs> you literally texted right after I told you not to. 
you know, you know, like when you when you ask somebody for their opinion, not because you want their opinion, but because it tells you what you really want. That's what that was. When you said don't respond, I was like, yeah, no, I definitely want to respond. And I was like, all right, I'm right. responding. You responded. <laughs> I was like, she just responded. She didn't listen to anything I said. Let's just let it be known. <laughs> but yeah, I called somebody out. That's a good way to end this. Don't start any group text messages for no. a church, especially while you're church planting. Tell Justin to shut that down. <laughs> Why you gotta mention names? Oh, you can cut that out. I'll cut you that part cut out. That I'm gonna part cut that part out. out. But thanks for jumping on, Joanna. Oh, thanks for doing it last minute. Thank you. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. We love you gotta you guys. jump on again. Oh yeah, I want to pull my to jump on, and we can jump on together. You should, bro. We should bring Pumai in here and say what's right up. Right now, right now, yes. Pumai, jump in here. Let Let's call him up. Go call him. He can jump on here. Pumai. He can jump on your mic and just jump in. Literally jump in. Pumai, we're almost done. We just gotta, you just gotta show your face. Hey, you gotta come in here real quick. Okay, love this you, is the ending. This is the ending. He said, "Okay." This is it. This, this is, is so exciting. This is it. Chris, you're like insta famous now, huh? No, I'm not. Cania Media, you no. heard? You I need got, pictures? I got 22 followers. I don't think I'm even one of them. <laughs> Are you serious? Come here. What? Oh. You don't follow back. That's in, why. Intru- in, let me introduce. The, we've been talking about him for a long time, everybody. Right here, Pumai. Over an Come hour here. of discussion. Who is this legendary? Who is this Pumai mystery man? Bro. Come right here. Oh, so, dem- so demanding a lot at. Three, two, one. Say what's up, Pumai. Let's go. Can you say what's something? Up? Oh, bro. Say louder. Say what's up. Why are you guys embarrassing me like this? I just hear majority of the conversation as I'm playing Madden with Tonu out there. <laughs> You've been playing Madden with Tonu this whole time. But mind, let me just say this, bro. I did not I did not know you when I said leave said him. I did not know you, bro. If I knew you, dog, I'd be like Well, you can send me the edited version. Bro. So we're still friends. Bro, we're still boys. Yeah, we're still boys. <laughs> Joanna don't share information clearly, dog. Yeah, I know. I what? Joanna don't show inform. She don't share information in a clear way that that doesn't like paint somebody in a, a bad light. Uh, what do you mean? I share very clearly, almost too clearly. I plead the fifth. <laughs> oh, he plead the fifth. He don't want to sleep. By Why don't tonight. you give them a quick rundown of how we got together? I told them. About how we met at a party and then you hit on me. Bro, I was trying to tell her to calm down and let's just move past those details she never liked. We can just move past the details. Let's move past the details. We're getting Pomaya on here later to talk about this. All right. All right. That's Pomaya, though. That's Pomaya. That's Joanna. It was a good good one. Let's go, dog.